welcome back to the Islander Street Sports Podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. Week six is almost done. We still got Bills Titans today. And it was an eventful week six. It was one of the most boring weeks we've had of the year, but it took till week six to get there, and we've been fairly happy. We have a segment-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to start out with a special announcement from yours truly. We're going to discuss Sean Taylor's jersey being retired. The games of the week, we have a new segment, Big Ben versus the NFL Poop Fecta. We have Hot Seat. And then, as always, we have the Rookie Report and the best sports segment in all of podcasts, the Flaming Five Wins of the Week. Garrett, how you doing today? You know, if it wasn't for the Red Sox being so dominant lately, I'd probably be having a rough morning. We've had to talk day. about them so much lately. It's annoying. Uh, listen, you're going to have to get over it. But I'm still doing good. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I had a rough day yesterday. Fantasy football didn't go my way. Patriots lose a tough one to Dallas. That, that hurt a little bit. Uh, but I'm here. I'm good. I'm ready for 8 o'clock tonight at Fenway. Let's go. So let's let's get into this. Let's All go. Right. Um, so I had messaged Garrett last night at probably what, like eleven thirty. I don't know. I was out. No, it was way past that. I was out cold, and I woke up this morning that you said you had an announcement to make, and I'm like, "What the hell are oh, you talking 12:30. about?" Oh, it's twelve thirty. Yeah, I was long. Twelve thirty a.m. I texted Garrett. Oh, by the way, I have an announcement to make in this week's episode, and. uh it's not it's not like an announcement. It's more or less just a a change of heart or a change of mind. If you listened to last week's episode, Garrett and I had a very not controversial, but a, a disagreement on a specific topic. And it involves a uh, a quarterback in the NFL. Garrett, do you do you remember what quarterback that is? I mean, are we talking about Baker Mayfield here? We're talking about Baker Mayfield. Here. Awesome. I like where this is going um, already. Just for the record, I have no idea what he's going at here. I have been waiting all day for this. I had no idea what the announcement was. So this might be massive on my end. So uh, uh, pay, pay no mind to how bad his defense has been playing because their defense has been very underwhelming. They have had some injuries. Um, I am out on Baker Mayfield. Yes, it is. It has taken me to week six of, of this NFL season. I'm out on Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's the answer in that offense. I don't. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a terrible quarterback. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's bad. I think he's very, as you said last week, very, very average, very average quarterback. But he's not average to the point where he can win you a Super Bowl because there are some average quarterbacks in the league where if you put them on the Browns roster, I, I think Derek Carr could take the Browns to a Super Bowl with the way the Browns roster is. If it completely healthy, like with Jarvis Landry and all, and we might see different, and I could change my mind in six weeks if Baker Mayfield does well with Jarvis Landry, if Baker Mayfield is even healthy for the rest of the season. But as of right now, week six in the NFL, October 18th, 2021, at 5.27 p.m. Eastern time, Andrew Theory is officially out on Baker Mayfield. So on our board... We have a fantasy. Still relevant. This this is still, still you're still in on oh, this, I, though. I made the bet. I'm okay. not going to back out. So you're, you're still of the mindset he will be better in fantasy than Matt Ryan, though. Oh. You're still on that one? A little bit. Just yeah. to clarify, I'm yes. not, you know, not going to pound I, it home. I think the offensive weapons on, on in Cleveland are better than the offensive weapons okay. in Atlanta. So I understand that. Yes. So you're basically I, agreeing I went, with my take yes. that Baker Mayfield will be the reason the Browns don't succeed. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we like 
and I told you before the podcast that I was watching videos on Twitter and a stat rolled up. And the stat is the Browns have the number one or two of any team in the NFL for every single rushing category. And yeah, it sucks. Nick Chubb is out and could miss a couple more weeks. Kareem Hunt went out of last night's game or yesterday's game, carted off the field, is probably going to miss three to four weeks. Might be placed on the IR. That hasn't happened yet. And they are what? Three and three? They yeah, they're three tied and three. with the Steelers yes. in that division. Um, How? I just. Jar- they missed Jarvis Landry, sure. But, like, without being. They haven't. He hasn't been able to create a single relationship with any other wide receiver outside of Jarvis Landry in his three years that have happened in the NFL. So I didn't know that this was what you were going to bring up. And while I was doing show notes, I wrote down, um, this is what I have written. The Browns lose to the Cardinals. It was a shit show of a game. If they don't have that Hail Mary at halftime, which is a 1,000% lucky play, like anytime you have a Hail Mary situation... If it's completed, it's luck. There's no skill involved in that whatsoever. So if that doesn't happen, it's an I mean, it's a blowout anyways. If, but it's if a blowout happen, at halftime. If that doesn't happen, this game is is easily part of our NFL poop. Yeah, factor like it's this, really bad. Week. And silly me, I was told that Odell is the problem in the passing offense. Odell was fucking good yesterday, kids show. And you know what I watched all day yesterday? Was Baker struggle to hit open receivers, miss linebackers in coverage, overthrow guys? I watched mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. This is two weeks in a row now. They get railroaded. Well, they didn't get railroaded by the Chargers, but they lose a game to the Chargers where Baker took a shit in the fourth quarter, and then they get destroyed so, by the Cardinals this week. So this is this is more of a uh, a fantasy stat, but Odell Beckham Jr. has played 27 games as a Brown, and he has hit 100 receiving yards in two of them. Now, how do you have a prestigious wide receiver from three years ago coming off of the Giants? And do, is Odo Beckham Jr. a household name without that one-handed catch? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the okay. records he has as far as yeah. first three seasons in the league are stupid. Yeah. Um, how is that guy only hitting 100 receiving yards twice in his history as a Brown? Jarvis Landry is a very good wide receiver. I don't think Jarvis Landry is as good as a wide receiver as, as Odell Beckham Jr. is. So why is no connection being made in that offense? I have drawn my conclusion as Odell Beckham Jr. is a hothead, and so is Baker Mayfield. Both of them want to do everything in the offense and be the star on their team, and neither one of them are willing to drop it. That's why I'm not putting all of the pitfall on, on Baker Mayfield for why this team is going down the shitter. But... He's he's part of it. He's the fucking quarterback of the team. Kid show. Kid show. There's no no reason that your star wide receiver that you picked up or they got him in free agency, right? They didn't trade for him. No, they traded for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, they sent uh, Jabril Peppers. Uh, oh yeah. I yes, forgot I the defensive lineman, and there was a pick involved. You traded for this all-star, elite wide receiver at the time, and he has two 100-yard receiving games in his 27 games played as a round. That can't happen. It can't. I don't know what Jarvis's numbers are off the top of my head. I should have looked him up, but bet you it's I bet you it's closer than Odell. Has probably got more. Jarvis has some great games as a Brown. I mean, I can remember Odell's best game as a Brown. It's last year against the Cowboys. 
He had like 65 rushing yards. He threw for a touchdown and he caught a touchdown and he ran for a touchdown. Like that's his best game as a Brown. I, I can clearly remember it. And like, I, I don't want to spend a ton more time on this because we did this last week too. But I mean, I just think that I've been right about this. And I think Odell needs out of that. I've been saying this for a year and a half. I don't think Odell works there because I don't think Baker is capable of getting him the ball. Like, I don't want to see Odell Beckham Jr.'s career wasted. I think he's really talented. You know, I haven't liked some of his career decisions. You know, I didn't love the boat move. I don't like the temper tantrum sometimes. But whatever, like, players are allowed to do that. I, You know, I can't fault the guy for being passionate. That, you know, that is what it is. But, like, he doesn't belong in Cleveland. It doesn't work. They need to move on. Like, he needs to request a trade and get the hell out of there. It makes no sense. But I, I mean, let's 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 move on. Well, I, so unless have, you have something else. I have else. the Jarvis okay. Landry hundred yard game numbers. He came into the onto the Browns in twenty eighteen. He has seven one hundred yard games. So that's three seasons, basically three seasons, and he has seven one hundred yard games. Breaking news: AJ Brown will play tonight. By the way. Oh, that's big news. Okay, so, yeah. so that actually gives the Titans a chance tonight. Um, in three seasons, he has seven one hundred yard games. Yeah, that's just awful. I mean, that's. And I mean, if you do the math, very big hundred yard games. Like he had 167, 148. Those that's those were both in 2019. Yeah, Odell came in what 2019? Uh, yes, he came the year after 2019. Kay. Yes. So in 2020, only one, and it was 143. So it was big, but I'm pretty sure that was the game against the Cowboys, Jacksonville. I'm, oh, it was against Jacksonville oh, last okay. year. Yeah, but it, it's it, as you have two very good wide receivers. You have one of you have the best rushing game in, in the league, and you are not a Super Bowl contender anymore in my mind. That's bad. And that's in a lot of people. You are tied for the bottom of the division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, in my opinion, I didn't think they were going to be lower than the Bengals, but the Bengals have come out and surprised me a lot. My my take on them having a very good receiving core earlier, I said studs to begin the year. They're not so much studs, but that receiving core is very good. They got one stud. They do have it's, one stud. It's pathetic that they're tied with the Steelers when I had them winning the division by a lot. At the beginning of the year. It's I think I had them winning the division too. and But I, I think I also said before the season, I have zero faith in any of these teams. I still don't have any faith in the Ravens. And we'll jump into the Ravens in a minute here. I, I just, I, I don't want to keep hammering at home. Yeah. I, I've been on this about Baker for a while. And I agree with you. I think if you put Derek Carr on the Browns, I think the Browns are a lot more successful. I, I think if you put Jimmy Garoppolo on the Browns. I know Jimmy Garoppolo has trouble staying healthy. But when oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, has a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, he does. And, and this is—it's amazing how how fast this switch flipped in my mind on Baker. Because before 9 p.m. yesterday, I was not off of Baker. 9 p.m. rolled around. Andrew's on Twitter, and Andrew's like, "I'm off of Baker." But yeah, that's all I had to say. I, well, like just to finish your point, you can't have two straight weeks against two. I mean, let's just call it what it is. The Chargers and Cardinals are Super Bowl contenders as of right now. The season ended today, they'd be Super Bowl contenders. The Cardinals would be probably the favorites, and the Chargers would be a top three team or yeah. top four team. Like, you can't go two weeks in a row of just meltdowns against them. They lost to the Chiefs week one. You know, you got to win some of these games. At some point, you have to win these big games, and they don't. They don't pull them out. And you lost to the Chiefs week one, whose past defense has been just absolutely exposed in the past yeah. four weeks. Not like, just their past defense. Everything uh, yeah. about their defense has been and exposed. You, like, okay, you lost by, they lost by what? Three? They, they, I they believe was, it was It was three, pretty yeah. close. 
you can't you have to win one of these games against Super Bowl contenders. They play the Steelers twice this year. I don't think they're beating them twice. They play the Ravens twice. I don't even know if they beat the Ravens once in that series. They'll beat the Bengals maybe once in that series. I think they'll be lucky to beat the Bengals. I really do. I think they'll be Listen, they play the Broncos on Thursday night football this week. They might not have Baker because of injury. They're not going to have Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb, they're probably not going to have. Like if they lose to the Broncos this week, they're 3 and 4. That's you can't be 3 and 4 in that division. And they're if they lose, they're definite bottom of the division because the Steelers have the bye. So yeah, that you okay, this is a must-win game this week. You also needed to win one of the last two weeks. That's all I wanted to say. All right, let's we brought them up. Uh, let's mention the Ravens. Let's stick right in that division. They railroaded the Chargers yesterday, and I don't like to make excuses usually, but I'm going to give the Chargers a pass on this one. Uh, they just came off a big win the week before where they had a monster second half to come back in that game against the Browns, and their bye week is week seven coming up. I think they just kind of overlooked the Ravens and – you know, they just kind of got to their bye week because, I mean, for them to score six points is unreal. They, the, the Chargers are better than that. Like, let's be honest. The Chargers have been excellent this year. They just had a stinker. It happens. I'm not going to make anything of it. I'm, not, I'm also not going to sit here and blow up the Ravens. I, I'm still not sold on that team. I'm not sold. They, they needed everything in their grandmother to beat the, the Colts last week. I mean, everything they possibly needed, they got, which is unreal. I... Look, I, Lamar is really good. I'm not saying he's not an elite level talent, but I don't trust him. I don't trust the Ravens. I don't trust some of their personnel. You know, they're hot right now. Let's see where they are in four weeks. Can can we pump the brakes on them? That's that's all I want to mention about them. They played a great game yesterday. They had a great game plan. They neutralized Mike Williams. They stopped the running game with Austin Eckler. They were really good yesterday. Well, the Ravens have a division game next week against the Bengals, so let's see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, that's all I, I needed to say. I mean, what I want to point out on the Ravens' side is is Lamar is still throwing unnecessary interceptions. I don't know if you watched both of those. One of them was very bad. Yeah, the, the first one, I think, yeah, right? Not yeah, needed, didn't need to happen. The run game is still in, in full-fledged for for the, the Ravens. They had two guys run rush for over 50 yards, and Latavius Murray had 44, so they almost had three of their – I, they almost had three running backs. And Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, so I'm going to consider him a running back in this instance. They almost had three rushers with over 50 yards. But 167 for one touchdown and two interceptions out of Lamar cannot happen if they want to actually be considered Super Bowl contenders. Right now, they're, they're, they're contenders to make it deep in the playoffs. But if they see the Chargers again, I don't know if they beat them. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't pick them again against the Chargers. Let's, I, I would say the Chargers would beat them in a second match. Let's jump into the most boring first half game of all time. Uh, the primetime game last night with the Steelers and the Seahawks. The Steelers later... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't a boring game, though. That was everything I wanted oh, okay, in, a, in a shit show so of a Sunday night it was, Okay, it wasn't the most boring because the most boring first half was Ravens-Colts last Monday night. That was the most boring first half. But Steelers came out and decimated the Seahawks in the first half, got up 14-0 going into the half. And the first quarter was 0-0. That was terrible. That, <laughs> that was, was absolutely That was the most terrible. like uninspiring first quarter I think I've ever watched. Neither team could move the ball. They like Ben threw it deep twice and he underthrew his receiver. 
And Deontay Johnson throws his hands up like there was pass interference and like he wasn't even touched on the play. It's like this is what we've amounted to. We we can't even get good pass interference calls. It was it was a a very rough game from a guy that that just it needed I wanted everything to go right in this game and everything went wrong but so right to work out in the end it was just terrible. Um let's just say that Najee Harris is legit. It 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 is easily easily run running back of the future. And I had told you yesterday that I didn't like how they're giving Najee so much work. But he's and you you would mention Derrick Henry. They give Derrick Henry all this work and I was like, oh, but Najee Harris isn't Derrick Henry. I didn't realize Najee's build, if Najee puts on a lot of muscle, is basically Derrick Henry. He's like 240 pounds. Yeah, he's 6'2", 240. He's 6'2", 240. You kept, t- you kept saying that to me yesterday, and I'm like, he knows the guy's 6'2", 240, right? Like, I know. I thought he was, I knew he was tall, but I thought he was like 215, not like 245. Yeah, he's huge. Like, you watch him play? He's on your team. <laughs> Have you watched your team at all this year? The guy looks he looks massive in the backfield. Like no, yeah, no, he doesn't though. He looks very small. Like Well, that's he, just because your quarterback <laughs> is six foot five, three hundred and ninety pounds. Like he's basically Jabba the Hutt back there. I, I had told you yesterday, like, I I officially made the switch of Najee was the best pick we could have made in the first round because all of the offensive linemen that went after us just haven't panned out in the NFL and it does come down to schemes, but Maybe Still. you wouldn't have liked like a little Asante Samuel Jr. Well, in the secondary. Yeah, or, our corners are lacking, you but know, still. We have a little, running back. A pass a, rush help. We or, have a running back for the next, for the okay. foreseeable future. Right. I think we'll be all, all right. right. I'll give you that. Um, While we're on this game, let's just, let's jump right into my segment. Okay. Um, This was, this was posed to me as a question uh, by our good well, friend Josh. Posed to me. I got the you, text. You also got the text, but you didn't get the second text. So we are going to play. Would you rather have? And the question is, backup quarterbacks in the NFL you would rather have over Big Ben Roethlisberger. You're the Steelers fan. I'm going to ask you. So let's just start out with the guy he faced last night, Geno Smith or Big Ben Roethlisberger. Who would you rather have? Big Ben. You would rather have Big Ben. Okay. Yes. I'm just going to say for the record, I thought Geno played pretty well last night. He looked good. I thought he was fair. For not playing for, what, six years, basically, and holding the clipboard, like, you know, the strip sack was really unfortunate. If he escapes that, like, I think he's going to run for a while. And the, But the thing is about the strip sack, any other quarterback in the league is probably fumbling the ball in that scenario. Right. So, like, it's just really unfortunate on like, his end. Yeah. But, you, had, you had two very bad sacks. Not not even very bad, but two crucial sacks by the Steelers' defense. You had TJ Watt, and then Cam Hayward has had a nice sack late in the game as well. Without those sacks, the Steelers lose. So, good on Geno Smith. It was a lot more impressive and than I, mean, I thought it was going to be. That drive to get him in field goal range at the end of the game, like, that was impressive. I thought Geno played pretty well. All right, to the next guy. Gardner Minshew or Big Ben Roethlisberger? Gardner Minshew. You would take Gardner Minshew. All right, so we have a, we have a standard set right there. Andy Dalton or Big Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger. You would take Big Ben. Okay. Yes. All right. Nick Foles or Big Ben? Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Jacoby Brissett. Ben Roethlisberger. Are you sure on that one? See, that one I he thought about. terrible on the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, okay, but again, let me repose the question that was asked of me. They're on the same team. I understand. They know the system. You know, he's not just being thrown into the Steelers system. If you put Jacoby Brissett on the Steelers right now, would you have more faith in him than Big Ben? No. You st- No? Okay. Yeah, Big All Ben. Right. Marcus Mariota. Ben Roethlisberger. 
Not even over the former number two overall pick? Yes, not even. Who, on the very first play of the Raiders' season, rushed for like 35 yards and then fractured his shoulder? That's completely okay. Okay. You're going to love this one. Trace McSorley. (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. (laughs) That one is kind of a joke, but uh, Blaine Gabbert. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Blake Bortles, who, when in the draft, got the Big Ben comparison. You take Big Ben. Okay. Yes. Hey, Blake Bortles has more playoff wins in the last te- in the last three years than Big Ben does, or five years. Just saying. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh boy. Probably, probably Big Ben. I think that's terrible. No, no way. I would take. And I'm the biggest Ryan Fitzpatrick it, hater there is. It's close. It's, no, it's, it's not. Close. Big Ben can't move. Did you see when they tried to? Ryan get Fitzpatrick him? is broken. Okay, hang on. Healthy, healthy. Did you see last night? Look, on the, no, hang on healthy. a minute. We have to on the field goal attempt. The future. On the field goal attempt, they wanted Ben to move it to the other uh, hash mark, and he goes to slide, and his fall was the most unathletic looking fall I've ever seen in my life. He can't move. He look, can't look, move. Look, he I, can't I throw the ball downfield. He can't move. I. What can he do? I, I will allow the – they both know the offense. They both know the schemes. But I'm not going to sit here and allow you to just act like this Ryan Fitzpatrick injury is going to disappear. Let me see what Ryan Fitzpatrick does after his injury. If he even fucking plays again. Kids show. I get it. But, no, give me Ben Roethlisberger. This, it, it, okay, in a perfect world, then we're saying – Every single quarterback knows the scheme, and every single quarterback is healthy. Well, in that scenario, then I'm taking Big Ben because he's not fucking old anymore. No, 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 no. Big Ben right now, he's not injured. Okay, but we're taking away Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury? Okay, but he's injured. I'm saying Ryan Fitzpatrick, at the last time you saw him, healthy. The probably Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, thank you. But we still That's have all, an injury I'm not saying you get to knock to. 12 years off of Big Ben's life, okay? <laughs> Jesus. One can only hope, right? Yeah, you wish. Um, Brian Hoyer. Ben Okay, that one's fair. Cam Newton. I know he's not signed, oh, but Cam, Cam Newton. Seven touchdowns last year. But he can move. And in the system, he I don't think he knew the system last year either. With awful <laughs> offensive weapons, let's be honest. Deontay Johnson's a lot better than whatever the hell. How old's Cam Newton? 31. Cam Newton. Okay, Cam Newton. See, we have a line there. You're going to love this one. Mitch Trubisky. Ben Roethlisberger. No way. No way you would take Ben Roethlisberger over Mitch Trubisky. I don't want to no make... way in I, hell. No, 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 no. I could this, ask 20 this, Steelers fans is, right now when they would just, take Mitch this Trubisky. This is just a sanity answer. I don't want the Nickelode- the OG Nickelodeon MVP on my team. I would. Fuck money, Mitch. Kid show. I hate Mitch Trubisky. How, how can you say that? Mitch Trubisky is better than Big Ben. He just is right now. For my sanity, give me Whatever. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, okay. You really would have sanity with Ben Roethlisberger? Are you serious? You guys almost lost to the Seahawks Just last night. I, part of me doesn't want to see him go. It's going to be a... It, yeah, like, okay. No, I'm it's not. not. I'm not going to... Are you serious? <laughs> You've been waiting for this guy to go for four years. When's Dewey Haskins coming out of your mouth? Well, we're not there yet. All I, got right. a, I got a couple more, guys. Your next guy, Drew Locke. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> deep down, deep down in places you don't talk about, you would you would say Drew Locke. That hurts. If I put you on a lie detector test right now, you would say Drew Locke. I know it. He's just so bad. I love him, but he's so bad. Case Keenum. 
Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, see, I, I think that one you can make an argument for Case. There's an argument. Case Case has been solid I'm not as gonna, a starter in his I'm career. I'm not going to change my mind over that argument. And you the, the ones that you could make an argument to change my mind for. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I said yes to. Mitch Trubisky, there is an argument to be made because he is young and he was drafted so highly He's in the He's been draft. in big playoff games. He's been successful. He won 12 games in a season. He had a 12. He had Matt Nagy as his coach, and he won 12 games. He won. He went eight and eight, eight and eight, and eight and eight. I think as a starter, that's with Matt Nagy and that shit Bears team. He went eight and eight. I'll take that guy. Give me him. I'm all right. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. And the last one, Dwayne Haskins. Would you? Would you right now rather have Dwayne Haskins starting for you? I've been calling for Ben's head for the last fucking See, you've three been, weeks. See, you've been calling for Ben's head, but you shit on me over Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Nick Foles has Super Bowl ring. I'm not, I'm not so going to make ben you Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, well, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger didn't lead his team to a Super Bowl. He got carried to a Super Bowl. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. I've been calling for Dwayne Haskins to be starting for the past couple So weeks. you'll take Dwayne Haskins over... You know, like, Do you want me to admit that I would want to have Mitch Trubisky? Do you want me to say it? Actually, I want you to admit that you'd rather have Drew Locke or like Brian Hoyer. No, that would like, really make me happy. No, because those aren't really a question. Like Drew Locke, I love him. Like I could say all I want. I could bust balls that Drew Locke. Drew Locke is the greatest quarterback in the league, but he's so bad. He is so terrible. Like. No, give me Ben Roethlisberger. Sure, the give corpse. me Mitch Trubisky over Ben Roethlisberger. The as corpse much as of I, Big Ben over Drew Locke. As much Drew as Lock. I just hate to say that I would rather have Mitch Trubisky. Ah, uh, how the mighty have fallen. But here's <laughs> the thing. I wouldn't want to trade for any of these guys. Like, I would trade the only one that I would probably... You would give up a fifth-round pick right now for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's no the question. only... No question. Yeah. You would give up a third-round pick for Mitch Trubisky right now. You don't think the Bills would want more? You don't think they're satisfied having Mitch as their backup? A third-round pick for Mitch Trubisky, who they signed off the street for oh, nothing? That's true. Hell yeah, I'd take yeah. that if I'm the Bills. I mean, the problem is, is, is... I don't know. It's also Mike Tomlin. Uh, we're just... He's not willing to sit Ben. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we talked about him so much, but it's... It's more of just a, it's an organization issue that I don't think it would ever happen. And I love it. I love the loyalty to Big Ben. But if Mike Tomlin is so willing to just sacrifice his, his acknowledgement of being never having a less than 500 record in the NFL, then, then that record just isn't important. Because it's so easily we could say, all right, let's, let's cut our losses and see how Dwayne Haskins is in the NFL. I mean, it, it's just, it's so bad by the organization as a whole and, like, I get the loyalty. Art Rooney loves Ben Roethlisberger. He loves that entire Roethlisberger family. It's just we need to say, all right, we're either going to say we, – they need to either announce right now that Ben Roethlisberger is the starter for the rest of the year, barring an injury, or – I they can't keep saying nothing. I, it's just – it's so painful watching Ben go out and pump fake, pump fake the ball and lose the ball for a fumble to almost lose us the game. <laughs> I can't keep watching that. I can't. It's so stressful. I can't keep watching him fall hard. He he. All he had to do was kneel down in the middle of the field. He fell. And he you literally just, fell. He, did, he picked up. The, he took the snap and just said, "All right, body weight goes to the ground." What are you doing, dude? You're fucking thirty nine years old. You're about to be forty in a few months. Why are you doing that? You just had shoulder problems. What the hell? That's all I have to say. All right, let's hurts. go to the, let's that go to that hurts. I don't ever want to do that again. Oh, all right, let's go to the last of the good games. I felt like uh, 
Patriots-Dallas. This was the only good game of the day, I thought. Only comment I have to make on the Patriots side of the ball is it is now week seven. You When's your guys' bye week? Week 14. Okay. Week seven, perfect time against the Jets to let Mac Jones do what he wants. Bill Belichick needs to realize that he is not going to turn Mac Jones into Tom Brady. What he needs to realize is that Mac Jones, he can turn Mac Jones into Mac Jones. Well, here's what I think. I think that Bill is thinking that he can do what he did with Brady. But Mac Jones right now is better than what Tom was his first year as a starter. I mean, he went 15 overall, of course. Yeah, like, well, like he's just more talented than Tom ever was. Honestly, he has more talent, honestly, than Tom ever did. Like, talent-wise. God-given ability. Yes, I think Tom yeah. worked harder and became greater than Mac is ever going to even dream of. But, like, Mac, talent-wise, has got some talent. He can do things. He's a much better reader of a defense now than Brady ever was at his age. Like, when Brady was 24, he couldn't do what Mac is doing. You know, they didn't let Brady do this at early. But, listen, let's let's talk about the game. I have been saying for a couple weeks, and actually since the preseason and the draft, I'm all in on Dallas. I think Dallas is a Super Bowl contender, and... Right now, my board right there. What does that say? It says Bucks Chiefs. I am going to make a prediction. You, if you want to put it on my side of the board, Dallas will play the Buccaneers in the NFC title game to go to the Super Bowl, and I would not favor the Buccaneers in that game. If you want to put that down, I will say the Dallas will play the Bucks for the NFC title game. I think, I think they're real. I I, I talked to a couple of Cowboys fans today that wanted to rub their shitty-ass team in my goddamn face and kid show, whatever. Um, listen, they're good. I I know Greg Zerline is frustrating. He's still a good kicker. He's still a pretty good kicker. Their defense, and I think you have something you want to mention about their defense, It's they have a good pass rush. Their linebackers are fast. Their safeties are hit or miss. They, they, they like to jump routes. Their corners are opportunistic, and you're going to talk about that, I'm sure. But their offense is unstoppable. Like we we held them under 30 in the regular in the regulation yesterday, and I thought that was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle that we held them under 30 in regulation. They're a buzzsaw. All right, I'm not going to come out here and slander the Cowboys. I do that enough. I, I have I've given them multiple apologies. I'm in on the Cowboys. I, I said it last week. I do want to say. Trayvon Diggs, I want to preface this with Trayvon Diggs is a good cornerback. He's an above average quarterback cornerback in the NFL. He I, is, think he's, I think he's an elite corner. I think he's elite. I think his ball skills are really good. And I think that he's a very good route jumper. He kind of reminds me of Richard Sherman at the beginning. I'm not gonna give him elite. Um he's not Trayvon Diggs is not a defensive player of the year. He's a candidate right Agreed. now. Agreed. He's not a defensive player of the year. Um I don't think he's definitely not top five cornerback. And if you're not a top five cornerback, I don't think I can give you elite status. Top 10, definite, but maybe seven, eight, nine. Yeah, he's maybe. somewhere in the seven to nine range um, for me. You can't be an elite cornerback or even a defensive player of the year in my mind. And if he wins it, I'm still not changing my mind. He's not a defensive player of the year unless he gets better with what I'm about to say. You cannot be the cornerback that is, I'm going to jump your route and intercept your ball. But nine out of ten times, 
seven out of ten times, I'm going to jump your jump your route and then get burnt for 75 yards by Kendrick Bourne. And if it were DeAndre Hopkins, I'd say something different because DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league. Kendrick Bourne isn't top 30. Kendrick Bourne's not even top, top 50. He might be top 50. He's pretty like, good. It, you can't, you can't, and blame it on safety. Do whatever you want. Cowboys fans always has, have excuses. Blame it on whatever you want. Trayvon Diggs is the reason that Kendrick Bourne had that 75-yard touchdown. Well, I mean, it, it was a multitude of things. Um, but, I mean, he gets burned on the double move big time. Oh, yeah. I mean, he got open. Like, Bourne was open. And a great throw by Mack. I mean, and, that was that ball was on a, on a line right where it had to be. Any and then the safety misses the tackle, absolutely. Oh, but. yeah. But, like, okay, but the safety missed the tackle, sure. But he still got burnt. Kendrick Bourne still made the catch. Like, any competent receiver in the NFL is going to expose Trayvon Diggs. So, like... Yeah, I mean, if you in, look at his interceptions, they're... Like the two against the Eagles, one Devontae Smith falls down on the route and like um, Jalen Hurts throws it right to him. And then the one yesterday, Kendrick Bourne, it goes off his hands. Like the the one against the Bucks in all, in week one, it goes off Leonard Fournette's hands. It's like Jesus Christ. So you know. let's use your NFC championship game as an example. Trayvon Diggs is not a shadow corner. He he tends to stick to one side the left side of no, the he, field. No, he travels. I felt yesterday he traveled quite a bit. He's majority on the left side. He travels, but he's not a shadow. So he he's not exclusively, but most of the time on the left side of the field. So who's he going to guard if on the left side of the field? Well, either Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, because they're not going to put those two on the same side of the field. They against Tampa, they primarily were in cover three. Okay. So so I mean, as far as like man to man coverage, I don't think that really matters. They 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 ran a lot of cover three against Tampa. Yeah, but you still got to be a great cover cover. No, I, I I I know what you're saying, um, but I think you're kind of trying to do the one on one like who you got, and you can't cover Tampa one on one. Like you just can't. They're going to destroy you if Tom Brady sees man coverage. Like it's over. He just okay man coverage audible check to whatever. I got this route. I'm going to burn you like that. So against them, that's I think that's kind of a bad example. But like against a team like the Rams, where that you're probably going to play man coverage. I would say he's just going to take Robert Woods in that situation because he's not a slot corner. He's not going to take Cooper Cup. Um, and Robert Woods is a good route runner. Yeah, Robert Woods is a, go- so a good route runner. they're just going to say, all right, Robert Woods, run a double move. Run yeah, a double- that, that's how you beat a guy like Diggs. You run a double move on him because he's going to try to sit on a route and pick the ball off. And, which- when, and when an offense knows, like, all right, you're in man coverage, a simple double move is going to beat you easily, that's not a defensive player of the year. And I'm not a Trevon Diggs hater. I'm happy to see that he's doing well. But I had somebody compare him to Primetime. Yeah, that's just on ridiculous. Twitter yesterday. A, a veri- it wasn't even like a non-verified troll. This was a verified Twitter account posted that Trayvon Diggs reminds them of Primetime. Don't give me this shit. Please. Like, let's not overrate him. I gave the Cowboys credit. Let's not switch them to being underrated to overrated at the snap of a finger. They're five and one. They're really good though. Like yeah. their offense is a buzzsaw. They're gonna get Michael Gallup back. Every receiver they have is ridiculous. That Cedric Wilson like made the catch of the day on the sideline. You know, CeeDee Lamb like is uncoverable at times. Amari Cooper was awful yesterday and like it didn't matter, you know. Zeke didn't even have a good day. And like he was still every time he turned around, he's getting seven yards. Like they're really hard to stop. Their offensive line, which I said at the beginning of the year, if the offensive line is healthy, this team is going to be a Super Bowl contender. 
well, they're healthy. They, and they're going to get Lyle Collins back. They get Lyle Collins back in like two weeks. We know Lyle Collins is like one of the best right tackles in football, right? Like everybody knows that. We, we remember that. They're going to get better. They're going to get Demarcus Lawrence back pretty soon. Like pretty good pass rusher. He had, what, 19 or 18 sacks a couple years ago? The guy's good. Like they're a good football team. So, like I said, you've amended it to the board. I have the Cowboys facing the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Still the Buccaneers winning it because I think I just trust Tom Brady a little bit more, but that might change. Still have the Chiefs? Still have the Chiefs. Still confident in them to yep. make the AFC? They get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Is this matter. like false confidence or is this 100% No, serious? this is like I don't trust any team in the, in the AFC as much as I trust the Chiefs. All right. If, you, if you're telling me the Chiefs are down 25 in a playoff game, I still don't count them out. Patrick Mahomes down 25 is like – Eight and two. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I would still take them. All right. Before we get into your NFL poop factor, why don't we take a break? All right. We're back. Now, with how bad week six was compared to other NFL weeks, Garrett had the idea of, because there were only really three good games, and Steelers-Seahawks wasn't great. It was just a primetime game. We kind of had to talk about it. Why not do the NFL poop factor? So we're we're gonna hand out this award. You don't want to be in this award group. This is not good. But congratulations to these three NFL games yesterday for being absolutely fucking unwatchable. Kids show. Kids show. The first award is gonna go out to the Raiders and the Broncos. Congratulations to the Raiders. They won the game. They 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 overcame not having John Gruden as their head coach. Although, did you see that Deuce Gruden is still the strength and conditioning coach for them? Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. Like, like if I ever had a kid and we both worked at the same company and I had to quit or, like, I was fired, I'm like, listen, we're out. Like, we're, we're both gone. You're not staying here, too. Like, so, you're out with me. So, Bill with his son, you think if, if the day ever comes that Bill gets fired? Oh, you think Steve Belichick is going to keep working for the Patriots? <laughs> no way. Like, he's gone. He's going to keep making tongue movements at... at yeah, no, like how the hell, how awkward is that got to be? He's the strength and conditioning coach, and your dad just got fired because he's basically a dirtbag. Like, he's a racist, homophobic, sexist asshole. Yeah, like, oh my God. But yeah, into this game. Uh, the Broncos quit at halftime. Good job to the Raiders. You won. This shouldn't even be a, a poopy game for both of these games. This is just Broncos, you pooped all down your leg. Like, what in the hell? Teddy Bridgewater, 334, three touchdowns and three interceptions. Awesome. Like, congrats. You only lost by 10, but you threw three interceptions to the terrible Raiders team. Like, what the frick? Sorry, Pitch I didn't, want, I didn't wow, want to Wow, that was epic. I tried right keeping it away. I mean, it like, work. oh, it was it was so gross. Like, the Raiders go up, and then the Broncos are like, oh, let's let's put together a late-game touchdown drive. And it's like, red zone kept cutting to that game. And we're sitting here watching games, and I go, guys, can we just can we just get off a of red zone and go watch the Patriots Cowboys? Because I honestly couldn't stomach watching that game anymore. They kept going to it, and I'm like, this is so bad. The Broncos were never in that game. Like they weren't in that game for a minute, not a minute. They basically quit. Can we talk about Sports Center as the Cowboys are in a three game lead in the NFC South? I love it. I love Sports Center has no idea what's going on. The Cowboys have broken ESPN. They did it. They officially <laughs> broke ESPN. Good All for right. them. To the second game of the Poop Facta, 
the winners of the game were the Chiefs. They defeated the grimy football team who decided that it would be a good idea to retire Sean Taylor the same week that they have a massive scandal come out about them, with about email servers. Real good job, you, you scumbags. And we're not going to get into it because I want to so badly, but... I, I don't want to go there. I think it's a Fuck the path entire Washington yeah. organization. You you did him and his family so dirty this weekend. Fuck you. Kid show, but fuck you. Um, So the football team was leading the Chiefs 13-10 to 10 at one point. And Patrick Mahomes had thrown two interceptions. <laughs> just brutal interceptions, too. 15 Not interceptions good. in 15 games for Patrick Mahomes. And... Taylor Heineke is driving, he's driving, and then he throws a pick, and next thing you know, it's 31-13. to 13. Just an absolute, just gross game to watch. And in typical Chiefs fashion, let's just run up the score. Why not? Why? Yeah, why? I mean, just... Like, all right, Patrick Mahomes' interceptions. Over the past two weeks, two of them were on Tyreek Hill. He's had drop balls, one of them against the Bills, where Micah Hyde had the pick six, and one in in last game, one of them was right off Tyreek hands into the hands of one of the football team uh, safeties. But still, there was an uh, there are unnecessary throws happening on Patrick Holmes. This game was just ugly, terrible football from both teams. Congrats, Chiefs! You're three and three, but you did not play very well. And now let's get into the third game, where one of these teams is just the king. Go ahead. Well, go you, ahead. Ju- you just. Stole. I was doing all, all right, the intros all right, all right, to these games. You just took it over. Go for it. Forget Congratulations that that to the absolute champions of the Poop Facta. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the Carolina Panthers in overtime by a score of 34 to 28. Sam Darnold completed 17 of 41 attempts for one touchdown, one interception, and 207 yards. What an ab- how were the car- how were the Panthers even in this game at one point? Can we also talk about how Robbie Anderson has done shit for the Panthers? Finally gets his opportunities with balls thrown to him and drops. He dropped two touchdown yeah. passes. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why? And why is it every week with the Vikings they need overtime or they need a game? Is it every week with these guys? Every week they're playing a good team or a bad team. It goes down to the wire. I mean, are they just like destined? to play in these just one-score nightmare of a game. Every, I think they're going to be in this category every single week. Like, every week they're going to be in it. They're the Kings, like I said at the start. It's just absolutely terrible. So, like, we're, we're just going to put the crown on, on top of the Minnesota Vikings helmet. So they have the helmet with the horns and the crown of the poopiest, the poop factor champion that we're going to call it. Yeah, they, they have it right now. Let me just give you the rest of Sam Darnold's, like, stats. So he was... He had four sacks and 19 quarterback hits. And he, ha- he was pressured on 67% of his dropbacks. Okay? He had a quarterback rating of a 33.8. And his passer rating, which is on a scale of 1 to 153.4, he had a 55.6. He completed 40% of his passes. I was praising Sam Darnold three weeks ago, and now I'm not even sure if he belongs in the lead. What the hell is wrong with this guy? Maybe Adam Gase isn't so bad. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't understand what, what what happened. Let me just say the Panthers have won three games with Christian McCaffrey. 
and have lost three games without Christian McCaffrey. You think you think that guy is a, a, the, the centerfold of this team, the most important player on this I guess team? so. Okay. All right. After the, the poop factor, let's get into a, uh, a Garrett segment. Now, you had, we had Big Ben versus. Now we have Hot Seat. Oh, this is going to be fun. So I have 12 NFL head coaches that I just want to know what, what you would do with them. All right. Number one, we have John Gr- Oh, wait. So sorry. is this like the... Sorry. John Gruden? Oh. John Gruden. Yeah. Fired. All right. This is like... Are you holding on to him? You let him get one more season? This is like the you have three women, you got to marry one, kill one, and fuck yeah. one. Like that's sure. Okay, All sounds right. good. Number two, Mike Vrabel. I would keep Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel is a pretty good coach. I, I think he relates to players well. Uh, I know that the Titans have kind of had a weird year this season, but they lost a lot of players in the off season. Yeah, they got Julio Jones, but I don't think that fixes what they lost. So I, I I like Mike Vrabel. I think he can coach. Uh, uh, Brian Flores. I also like Brian Flores. I think he's been dealt a pretty shit. The fact that they've won games when that team clearly two years ago was trying to go 0-16 and even last year like wasn't really trying to win, they've dealt him some bad cards. I, I still like Brian Flores. I think he does make some mistakes, but I think he's a young head coach. Can I just say that last year they had the number one third down defense in the league, and this year they have the 32nd. They are also dealing with some injuries in the secondary, though. Yep. So, uh, Number four, Vic Fangio. I, I said it before the season. Yep. I thought he'd be the first guy fired. I still think he should be fired. I think he's just not a good coach. I don't see it. Number five, I think we're going to agree on this one, Kevin Stefanski. You know... Was he? He was coach of the year last yes. year, wasn't he? Um, you can't fire him. No, I, you can't fire the guy that just won coach. Of but the he's year. definitely on the hot seat. I don't know if he's on the hot seat even because no? they haven't had good coaching. And like, at least last year you saw like he's capable of like not being a tire fire. Like he's not a disaster. Okay, he's not great, but he's not a disaster. And I think he actually does know how to coach offense. Like their run game is really good. I think that. Their quarterback is a big part of the problem. Mike Zimmer. I think Mike Zimmer should be fired. I, I've been saying that for like two years now. I just think you get to a point, and we've talked about this, like like Brad Stevens with the Celtics last year, you get to a point where like your voice no longer resonates in the locker room. And I just think that like the players aren't enthusiastic to play for Mike Zimmer. I just don't I don't think he's that good of a coach as it is. I think there's better guys out there. I think the offense is kind of clunky sometimes. The defense is, you know, meh. I think if you asked some Vikings fans, I think they'd agree with me on that. All right. Matt Nagy. Uh, Matt Nagy should be fired. Okay. He should have been fired last year. I don't know why they let him like get to be a part of the Justin Fields experience. I would have fired him last year. I would have fired Ryan Pace last year. I would have fired the whole staff. The next three, I'm just going to preface this. Very good head coaches. You're probably not being fired. This is more of just, I want your thoughts on what's going on. Start off with Andy Reid. Okay, so does everybody remember those last, like, three years in Philly with Andy Reid? They had the Nick Foles season where they win, like, 12 games and they lose in the playoffs. They had the um, the dream team season with Vince Young and Michael Vick and, like, Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin and LaShawn McCoy, and they won, like, six games. And then they had another Andy Reid season where they finished, like, 4-12 and 12 or 5-11, and 11 and he was fired. Andy Reid was really good with the Eagles for a long time. 
The problem with Andy Reid is when he becomes successful, he gets really arrogant. And we've seen that this year. The play calling is arrogant. I think they're going through that phase with him. I also think they're a little bit depleted on the talent side. They're top-heavy as fuck, as LeBron James would say, kid show. Like, they just don't have depth at any... There's zero position that they have depth at. Like, zero. They're, they're not... Their offensive line is not good. They... Like, you can't just construct an offensive line with free agency and, like, two trades. It just doesn't work that way. Offensive lines are built through continuity, not just big-name free agents. Like, it doesn't work that way. Their defensive line is bad. Chris Jones, wow, how vital is that guy? Like, they can't stop anything without him. They have no pass rush without him. Um... So, no, I, I don't think Andy Reid is on the hot seat because, you're, like you said, you no, can't you fire can't Andy fire Reid. He's just, a Hall of Fame head he, coach. You can't fire him yet. Now, two years from now, you probably could fire him. You know, If they're not successful for another two seasons, but yeah, you probably could. Biggest note is just stop being so arrogant. That's what you Yeah, I think say. he's just yeah. too arrogant. We, we saw it in Philly, and I think if you asked Philly fans 10 years ago, they would tell you yeah, Andy Reid is arrogant. He makes a lot of arrogant play calls, and that gets him in trouble, like, it just does. That's how he is. All right. Um, we're going to go outside of those those big three. A guy that was a, a big topic two weeks ago on the podcast, Urban Meyer. I think he should be fired. Okay. I, I never thought he should have got the job to begin with. I He's agree. not qualified. Um, back into the big three, Mike Tomlin. You and I have gone back and forth on this over the last, what, three years now? I thought Mike Tomlin should have been fired about three years ago. I felt he lost the locker room with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Amazing. Antonio Brown was right all along, wasn't he? He knew he said Ben was done. He said Mike Tomlin has no control over his players. He said Juju is a fucking clown who's hurt now. I never wish injury on a player, but I feel like Juju had his that main, one coming a little bit. about Juju was Juju won't be anything without Antonio Brown. And, and Juju, Shocker, yeah. he wasn't. Um, I don't think Mike Tomlin is a fireable head coach. I think he's just so grandfathered in at this point. And again, the Steelers have had three head coaches in their history. Well, like, in the past since odd years. I mean, yeah. since Chuck Knoll. Yeah. They've had Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Like, you know, I, I don't know how you fire him. Um, I think that part of the problem is Ben. I think he just has to be done. I think they need to just tear everything down. I don't like Matt Canada. Who's your defensive coordinator? I have no idea. You don't even know who your defensive coordinator is. Like, I just think they need to tear everything down to the studs and rebuild it. That's that's what I would do with Mike Tomlin. I think he's still a good head coach. I think he has awful coordinators around him. I think that some of the personnel is bad. It doesn't work. That That's where I am with him. All right. Uh, outside of the big three again, Ron Rivera. TBD. Okay. Not sure. Can we get them a quarterback? As much as I like Taylor Heineke, can we get him, like, someone competent? All right. Um, two more. Let's stay outside of the big three. The guy that I'm just now thinking of, Joe Judge. I still like Joe Judge. I'm not I'm not ready yet. Um, I, I'm going to ask some Giants fans in the next couple weeks, too, what their opinions of him are. From what I've understood is they think he's actually a decent head coach, but he's sloppy. They're not prepared sometimes that there's preparation issues with him. I wouldn't fire him. I still think he can coach. I think that the injury history and bad luck has just been awful. I mean, can you name a team more injured than that? They're just decimated at every position. And then the last one, Pete Carroll. 
wow, you got me on this one. This one's tough. Um, so I think I don't think I don't think yeah. he's a non-fireable coach. I think he very well can be fired, but he's not an institution. Wherever he's been, he's been fired at some point. He's never been one of these guys that has had a job for 15 years, like ever. I would have fired him after the Malcolm Butler interception, personally. Now, I've defended that play call. I think it actually is a defensible play call. But Marshawn Lynch was the heartbeat of their team. I think he actually did make a good decision trying to throw there. But when Marshawn Lynch is so important to your team and you lose the heartbeat of your team, you're going to lose your locker room. I never feel like he's regained that back. I think he's. I think Russell Wilson is all worldly. I, I've always been a Russell Wilson well, guy. Well, I think Pete Carroll's a stand-up guy. I just don't know. If no, no. I think that he's been a player's coach, and the last like five years, he hasn't been able to relate to all of his players. And I don't think he's done a good job of finding talent again. And he he's very responsible for the talent they select in the draft. They have not had good drafts. Like they, yeah, they got DK Metcalf and they got Tyler Lockett. Other than that, what do they really have to show for? Like, name me another pick they've made that's been like just great. Nothing. I mean, they they this isn't like a great. This is just him being again a player's head coach. They had Shaq Griffin, or is Shaq Griffin really that good? No, but I'm saying like right. that's him like, just being a player's even, coach again. Yeah, he's it's, not even that, and he's not even on the team they, anymore. I mean, did the draft Chris Carson? I believe they drafted okay. Chris Carson. But, I mean, Chris Carson but that's a special. running back. Yeah. Anybody can draft a running so, back, you know? I agree. So, in your mind, are you still is that, is that another TBD? I, no, I would have fired Pete Carroll years ago. As I of just, right now. As of right because now. Because he hasn't been fired. I, just tough to say. If I'm, if I'm the Seahawks fans, I don't feel like I want Pete Carroll moving forward. I just don't see where he gets you at. Like, in today's league... My head coach needs to be able to do something that other also head coaches being can't. In the toughest division in football, right? Like, look at the coaches he's going up against. Sean McVay is incredible. Cl- I'm not say a fan what of you Cliff want about Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, but he can coach offense. Apparently, that offense is ridiculous. The only reason Cliff Kingsbury isn't on this list is because they're six and zero. I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury fan by any means. They're just six and zero. I couldn't put him on this list. And personally, other than Bill Belichick, I think Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in football. Oh, I, I, think, I think Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan is, is a great head coach. I think Kyle Shanahan is a top three head coach in football. That's how good I think he is. Like, that's the division you're in. All three of those guys do something really well. They do at least one thing well. I'm not sure what Pete Carroll does well other than let his players run their mouths. Because when he had Richard Sherman, it was, oh, I, I'm a player's coach. My players can say whatever the fuck they want. Well, great. When you have Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, well, the Legion of Bobby Boom, Wagner, yeah. Go down the list, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett. Gee, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be really good. But when he hasn't had that talent on defense, what have they done since? They haven't been to a Super Bowl since. I think they have, what, two playoff wins since? Since they lost that Super Bowl. I think they've won two playoff games, maybe three. I, 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 yeah, I got gotcha. you. But that's all I have. Unless okay. there's any other coaches no, you can really think no, of. That, that's, I like the list. Um, if I'm just thinking quickly... Ooh, uh, Frank Reich. Are we sure about him? No, not yet. Not sure about him. 
Um, I thought I saw, thought about it. I don't think I don't think you can be fired. Yeah, I just thought that was an easy no. Just trying to think of other teams. Zach that we Taylor might have was a questionable you know, one. People shit on Zach Taylor. I think he actually is not that bad. I don't hate him. I don't think he's a good head coach, but I don't think he's terrible. So maybe he should be fired after the season because I think like sometimes those young head coaches they do need to be fired once and rehired a second time. But I don't think he's that bad. Uh, the Eagles head coach there. Nick Sirianni. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. I'm not seeing it. Okay. I don't think he can coach. I just I, don't. I, let's, let's go to the, the rookie head coaches. Let me just quick, let, let's spend another five minutes before we get into the rookie report and the Flame and Five wins of the week. Let's go through the rookie coaches. Robert Sala, how are you feeling? You know, it's such that's so hard with him. I, I think that team is like the least talented team in, le- in the league. What do they have to play for? Their, their rookie quarterback was the most, like, he was the guy you were going to start right away, but he was the least ready to start of those start right away guys. Like, it's just such a bad situation. I don't even know what to think of Robert Sala. I think the defense has been good. I think they've been pretty good on defense. Like, they're sneaky good on defense. The offense is a mess. Obviously, he's not an offensive coach. Yeah. Uh, the best rookie head coach this year, Brandon Staley. Yeah, he's been great. Okay. Uh, like I said last week, does anybody in the league have bigger balls than that guy? We just talked about Nick Sirianni. You think I'm not fired? I don't think okay. he's a head coach. I didn't think he was a head coach when they hired him. Dan Campbell, and outside of the argument I made, because that was more of just a, a, a piss off Garrett driven argument. Dan Campbell. I like Dan Campbell. I like. I Dan think Campbell. he's. I think he does a bad job of marketing himself. He cares about the sport of football. He cares about the Detroit. Did you see him cry. Yeah, I mean that to me was kind of like okay, what are, what are you doing up here? Well, I like your team blows. But, yeah. Like yeah, you're crying. I get it. Um, but I I think he's passionate and I think he's at least trying to send a message to his football team. I think he he at least understands what he his vision of his team wants what he wants his team to be, which a lot of time is the big thing with head coaches. Like you know, like the problem with Flores like last year, I didn't love Flores going back and forth between Fitzpatrick and Tua. It's like, what are you trying to be here? Are you trying to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, or are you trying to be? Are you trying to make the playoffs, or are you trying to develop Tua? I didn't like that. At least he sees what his team is. It's a run-first team. We're not very good. We have to be good in the trenches. It's what they are. Yeah, Arthur Smith. Ooh, can I get a pass on that? Yeah, I think that team is really untalented. And then the last one is is I think this is probably gonna be another pass. Uh, David Cully. Texans head coach. I didn't understand that hire. I didn't understand that hire. I just felt like that was a, nobody wanted that job, and he took the job. I feel bad for him. Like they're the, I said the Jets are the least talented team. No, that's the least talented team in the NFL. I mean, you took a guy that has waited till his mid sixties to get a job on the worst team in football. He's the Josh McCown of. of I don't coach. even know if he's that. Yeah, I don't even know if he's that. Josh McCown, like. He played in a playoff game for the for the Cardinals way back when. He was a top pick. Like Josh McCown had a good had a good career. All right. You know? Yeah. I don't even know what David Cully is. Like he was a like a twenty two year special special teams coach. Like under a head coach whose specialty is special teams. Like John Harbaugh is a special teams coach. So you were the special teams coach for an all time great special teams coach. What the hell are you doing then? What exactly was your role on that team? So I feel bad for him, honestly. Like, I think he's probably deserving of a head coaching job. Obviously, he got one. But, like, well, what exactly do you do well? And I, I just don't know. Just I feel bad for him. Kind of thing. 
All right, let's get into our last two segments. Start off with the, the lacking rookie report. All right, so I'm going to kick this off. Zach Wilson, best week of his career. He didn't play. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah. Didn't throw an interception this week. No turnovers. I love to see it. Okay, all jokes aside. Trevor gets his first win. It was an impressive win. That's a hard game to win, that London game. That, listen, I, I made this joke on Sunday. London clubs beware, by Do, the way. Are we, like, punishing London because they burned the White House down in 1812? Like, I know I made the joke the other day and some other people heard it, but, like, seriously. No, we, we, the, the thing is, we aren't, we aren't a, uh, a soccer podcast, but we've had one soccer episode. But if you listen to soccer, you'll know what I'm about to say. They send all of these bad teams to Tottenham. Because Tottenham is used to having non-winning teams. They have one trophy in their trophy case. I mean, let's they've, look been at, a, they've been a club for what, like 112 years? I don't know about the years, but yeah. No, they, they were more recent. I think they were more I don't fucking know. Okay. Yeah. What did you see from Trevor? What did you like? It, it's just more of the we're getting, like I've, like I've said so many times, I haven't been a huge college football guy. I'm, I'm watching it more and more this year. I didn't under I didn't understand I understood the hype of Trevor, but at the same time I was like, okay, well something's got to be up. Like, there's no way he's the consensus, could be the greatest quarterback of all time argument to be made coming out of college. We're still seeing the progression come of him. They're still sloppy plays, but they're getting less and less every single week. I'm starting to realize. All right, like last week I was like, I'm starting to realize. All right, he's now I'm now I'm seeing why he's the number one. He started running the ball more this week. He started to throw a lot more passes. The offense is starting to click a little bit more, and you're seeing that. They won off of a game-winning kick, but the Jaguars still aren't good. That, that whole roster is oh, not awful. great. So that, that throw he made to Marvin Jones in the end zone, that was like a big-time throw. I was get, like, okay. To yeah. get your first win, awesome. Smart play calling that game. Whether it was Urban or Trevor Lawrence took the reins and called an audible when they threw the inside pass to Lavisca Schnault to set up the field goal to win. Yeah, the that game. was a slick throw too. That was a that was a well timed ball right on the money. Led the receiver enough so he could get down immediately. Really good throw. Liked it. Love. I've noticed that Trevor throws a lot better on his right side, and that was something that was brought up about him coming out of the draft. And it's true, like him throwing to the right side of the field, he's way better. He needs to work on his left side. Yeah, loved what I saw out of Trevor. That's all, I, that's all I can say. I mean, stats, 25 and 41, 319 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, great game out of Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields. Um, you playing the Packers, a division rival game, one of the biggest rivalries in NFL history. He's got to get the ball out quicker. Yeah. He took a couple sacks. There that- was a there was a uh, a play where I don't. it wasn't Darnell Mooney open. Oh, a- a- uh, Allen Robinson was wide open down the field, and – Justin oh, Fields this, just overlooked. Yeah, he, it was blown coverage by the defense, and Justin Fields just didn't look at Allen Robinson, or he only looked at him for a second and then just... Yeah, he was 60 yards downfield with nobody either, within 20 yards. He either goes through his progressions too fast, or he doesn't go through them fast enough. There's no in-between, and when he goes through his progressions too fast, he doesn't try to... Like, he's got to understand, if I'm going to go through them too fast, let me look after I get through for the second time. Maybe something's breaking up. Well, like, the touchdown pass he threw to Darnell Mooney... Darnell Mooney's on a drag route running across the middle of the field. He's wide open for He's wide open running in front of Justin Fields. And Fields is like, uh, 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 oh, you're open. Now I can throw it. I'm like, oh my God. I saw it on the TV and I'm like, he's open. He's 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 open. And he was he was open for five seconds and he it took him that long to see it. I'm like, wow, get the ball out. Um 
uh, look, he he's got to stop taking sacks. He he's trying to outrun linebackers, and I know you can do that in college. You cannot do that in the NFL. He's just taking too many sacks, and I thought. I've seen better from him every week. He's improved every week. A lot of these guys have. I think every rookie basically has improved every week. I I think they all have. Other than Trey Lance, I haven't seen shit from him yet. But um, no, I was impressed. Yeah. Let's do Jalen Waddle really quick. Had his best game as a rookie. Really, when, when really impressive. When he's the number one option in that offense, I mean, he's to his best friend. Well, he, he's got a lot of Tyree Kill kind of stuff with him where it's just get him the ball and let him make something happen. Like, he's... He's very effective in space. He now, can find open spaces quickly. I heard during so Waddle's first touchdown catch of of the early game in London. I heard from the broadcasters that it was a designed run play, but Tua audibled into a quick slant with with Waddle for the easy touchdown, and it worked. If that's what if that's what Tua did, then good job on Tua. If it was a designed quick slant for Waddle, good play calling by Brian Flores. It was very good. Waddle. Caught every single ball like that he could have. He didn't have a bad drop at all. Looked very good. Route running was good. Run after the catch was good. I loved what I saw out of Waddle. That was, the, I think, the only other knowledgeable rookie. I mean, Najee had a good game. Fryermuth got more involved in the offense against the Seahawks, but I don't really think Jamar was Chase was good. Ja- yeah. I mean, yeah. Jamar Chase. We can come up here every week. week and say that Jamar Chase was good. I pretty comfortable in saying that. We're starting to see why this could be the best rookie class of all time, and. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it. There was legitimately like five All-Pro quarterbacks potentially. Almost every single first-round pick that is a an offensive skill player has had a their has had their breakout game. Yeah, I. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, like Bateman really hasn't had a chance. Well, Bateman yet, just started, uh, barring injury. Bateman just played, and Bateman Bateman was in for sixty-two percent of 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 snaps. He was uh, 29% of the target share in that offense against the Chargers in a non-passing game for the Ravens. I'm happy I'm happy with what I saw for the first game. Devontae Smith has had a breakout game. Jamar Chase had breakout games almost every single week of the season. Waddle. Pryormuth has had good... Uh, Pryormuth was a second-round pick, but Pryormuth had a good game. Kyle Pitts just had the game of his season showing us why he's almost a surefire Hall of Famer. Like, it hasn't taken a while for these, these players to say, all right, well, this is why I got drafted where I did, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. You Last guy, Mac Jones. Give me your. Give like me your I said, the, the Patriots just need to let him do what he what he wants to do. Uh, he had that interception to Trayvon Diggs. Whatever. Uh, oh well, he still hit Kendrick Bourne on that great ball for that seventy five yard touchdown. The, the better ball was the touchdown to Hunter Henry. That yeah. was a sweet throw. He's just good. Hey, Mac like Jones, he's good. Mac Jones right now is the best quarterback out of this draft, and we could say it. Every, it's almost we almost don't have to talk about Mac Jones. Unless he has an amazing, he's one of those guys where if he has an amazing day, we talk about him. If he has a terrible day, we talk about him. He's been consistent. He's. he's I don't feel like he's a rookie anymore. I, I'm pretty much past the he's a rookie quarterback. I wish Bill would stop treating him like a rookie, honestly. I feel like they're better when they let him throw. And I actually feel the same way about Trevor. I'm kind of there with him. Like, stop treating him like a rookie. Just let him sling it. Like, whatever. Like, with the Patriots, stop punting on fourth and one just let Mac try to get it you know at some point like you have to let these guys sink or swim like I'm there with both of them let them sit like Zach Wilson no 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 fourth and one let's punt this thing let's let's do field position Justin Fields unless it's a good spot let's punt it away those other two sling it I'm ready I'm good with both of them going for it you know Trevor can run he's got a big arm Mac knows how to throw guys open let's go 
it's time. Like, we got to take some training wheels off here for right. both of them. Is it time? Are we there yet? Best Bring segment? us in. All right. To the best sports segment in all of podcasts, we have the... That still doesn't have a sound effect. It needs one. We have the Flaming Five wins of the week. Updated score. I am now up 24-20 to 20 before the Monday night game. We both have it, so... And we both have the Bills winning, so it really doesn't matter for score-wise. Yeah, I'm... I'm it's been tough for me. I've been trying to pick some upsets. I was just I was to told to take the gamble of the C, C, or Steelers beating the Seahawks, and it worked. Thank you. It for wasn't it. a gamble. I took the gamble. I had the road team with their backup you quarterback. Thought it was a definite that the Steelers were going to win. I don't even or the Seahawks were going to win. I, I mean, it's still a gamble. I took the right. road team with their backup quarterback. That's a gamble. All right. Well, I'm going to give you all my all five of mine, and then you can give us all five of yours. Sure. Sure. Uh, week seven, I have uh, Patriots twenty four to 13 over the Jets. I have the Rams beating the Lions 35 to 18. I have the Cardinals beating the Texans 31 to 17. I have the Colts beating the 49ers 21 to 13 and I have the Eagles beating the Raiders 24 to 21. All right, so we have a couple of the same games in there. Uh I also have the Jet or the Patriots over the Jets. I almost said the pa- the Jets over the Patriots. Oh my god. Uh, Patriots over the Jets, twenty-seven to fourteen. I have the Cardinals over the Texans, thirty-three to seventeen. Tampa is going to beat Chicago, twenty-eight twenty-one. That's going to be a close one. I think that's Tom might have to go get that one done. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals over the Ravens, thirty-five thirty-three. I think I've picked against the Ravens like three weeks in a row, and it has burned me every week. So maybe this is the time. And I am taking the Niners over the Colts with the exact same score that you had, 21-13, to 13, which actually you copied my score because you saw it and you're like, oh, let me flip that one on its side. Why not? Look, can, we do, I, can, I, we do, can we do five minutes on some baseball? Can we do five minutes? I guess so. Let's, let's start with the Dodgers. Let's start there. I, listen, I'm going to gloat about my team a little bit, but okay. let's start with them. So we won, we won the, the one-game series against the Cardinals. Very, very. That was a close. close one. That was game. like skin of your nuts kind yep. of game. Went to Game Five against the Giants. Won that series. Great. That was a great series to yep. watch. Great series. And we are now starting to see that not having Clayton Kershaw for this postseason is going to lose us one of these series. Whether it's the a- the NLCS against the Atlanta Braves or it's the World Series against the Astros or the Red Sox. I don't think we're going to win the World Series this year without Clayton Kershaw in our lineup. And well, Clayton Kershaw is a terrible postseason pitcher in with in based on his statistics. He's still the heart of the team. When you think of the Dodgers outside of Mookie Betts, you're probably thinking about Clayton Kershaw because he's the star of our of our pitching rotation. What's kill what's killed you guys is you're asking like bull, your bullpen is good. You have a solid bullpen. The problem is when you ask your bullpen to come in for six innings and you need six different guys or seven guys to come in, not all seven of them are going to be perfect. You're asking seven guys basically to be perfect against a Braves team that can hit. They, You go up and down that lineup. I know that you said you don't really know a lot of the guys on the team, but you go up and down that lineup, they all can hit. Well, They're all good hitters. The, the star of the Braves right now is ex-Dodger Jock Peterson just with his pearl necklace on just swinging yeah. away like uh, him and uh albia is there or and austin riley yeah is austin him. riley yeah, it's just but i mean that's the problem you guys are asking you know like last night urias comes in 
And it's like, how many? I feel like Urias pitches in every game, and then he'll start. It's like they're just asking this guy to do too much. And you're asking seven guys literally to come in and be perfect. And you just can't expect that. It's too much. You know, Scherzer gets to 79 pitches last night, and Dave Roberts walks out on the field. Dave Roberts, hero of city of Boston, never has to buy a beer there ever again. But you, Dave Roberts walks out, and you'd have thought Verlander, after 79 pitches, would have been like, don't and take Scherzer? me out of this. Or, yeah, Scherzer, not Verlander. I get those two mixed I up. I wish sometimes. we had Verlander. Jeez. No, you don't. He's not available. Oh. He's out. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, but, like, Scherzer, you know, if I'm a starting pitcher, if I'm a former Cy Young winner, and you're trying to pull me out of the game after 79 pitches, I'm I'm telling you to fuck off, get back in the dugout. I, I think they're trying to keep Scherzer just... No, he said after the game, he's like, I got to that inning, and I went out for the game, or that inning, and he's like, my arm was dead. Oh, okay. It's like, I didn't even have anything left. He went out to pitch that inning, and he's dead. He has nothing. It's like... You ask the guy to start 30 games this year, and then you ask him to come in in relief. You ask him to start. You ask him to pitch on short rest. He's got nothing left. Scherzer has nothing left right now. He's absolutely gassed. Urias is going to be gassed because they asked him to pitch every night. Last night, you saw it. He gives up two big hits. He, I think he walked a batter, too. And then you're like, oh, well, the biggest mistake I thought was in the ninth. They warm up Kenley Jansen in the eighth. For, to pitch the ninth. They get to the ninth. It is now tied after Urias gives up the two runs. They bring in Gratterall. Who, and then Gratterall so gets- they Right, so they quickly warm up Gratterall to pitch the ninth when they were just going to have Jansen. Jansen was ready to go. Just bring him in. Well, so here's the thing. The announcer set it perfectly. Gratterall goes in and pitches the two pitches, gets the two outs. Runner on second. They bring in Jansen. Then I, I don't remember who announced the game. But he, I have no idea. He he was like, okay, good on good on Roberts. He's not going to lose the game with his star closer in the bullpen. But why didn't you just? He should have been in to start the ninth. Why didn't you bring your star closer in to start the ninth? Like it, it made no sense. He was standing there in the pen, ready to go, while Gratterall is still warming up. Just bring him in. It's not like Gratterall is a bad pitcher, but he's not ready. Now you've got Jansen, who's been standing there for twenty minutes. That's that's hard to yeah, do. So it's hard to get up, warm up, sit down, get up, and go in. Like you, you don't do that. You should have brought Jansen in for the ninth, tried to go out with as uh, the least amount of pitches as possible, seen how many he could have thrown in the tenth, and then brought in Gratterall. Right. Like you've got to get to the tenth inning. You didn't score. Yeah. The game's over if they score here. You have to just throw your best guys in there. It, the best thing about postseason baseball is it's not about the next game. It's literally about the next inning. It's like, okay, we have to go nine innings tonight and find a way to get 27 outs, maybe more. It's literally about getting the next out. It has nothing to do with what the next inning is going to be. Okay, how can we get the next out? In a regular season game, I see the Dodgers are up 4-2 to the Braves. I'm probably turning that game off. I'm like, all right, this is just over. You're just going to give the ball. to. You you don't care if Gratterall comes in. It's like, okay, Gratterall comes in, whatever. It's fine. But in a postseason game, you're not worried about, you know, like the next day, you're worried about how the hell do we get to the 10th inning so our hitters can try to win this game for us. That's it. You don't care who pitches the bottom of the 10th. You care about who pitches the bottom of the 9th. That's what matters. Let's go to the Red Sox and the Astros. Go ahead and talk. I, I, Listen, I, I haven't really watched much of this series. This is all gravy for me. All you Yankee fans out there that are rooting for us, <laughs> get the hell out of here. We don't want your bad juju. Go root for the Astros. We don't like you. 
Root for them. We don't want any part of you. This is a terrible... These are two terrible series for Yankees fans to root for. Because, okay, you're not rooting for the Astros, and you're not rooting for your rival in the Red Sox. And then you're going to look at the NLCS. You're probably you're definitely not rooting for the Dodgers if you're a Yankees fan. So what? You're rooting for the Braves? Good job, Yankees. You're going to root for the Braves to win the entire thing. And they very well could. The Braves are a good well, team. Well, the best part is, is the Braves and the Yankees in the 90s were just... Oh, yeah. They were rivals in the <laughs> 90s, basically. So... Yankees fans are just hating that. The worst possible thing for the Yankees fans happened. The Astros made it. The Red Sox made it. The Dodgers made it. And you the know Braves how sickening. You know how sickening that'll be for them if the Red Sox win this World Series. Like, and I don't want to. I, I spoke it into existence somehow by being negative about my team. It worked. It's worked so far. But the problem with Boston, we have three guys out of the pen we can trust. Like we have three. We have like seventy five percent of the time we can trust Ryan Brazier. Like se- barely. Tanner Houck, it's like, yeah, one night he's walking like his dick is nine inches long, and the next night it's like, well, I'm I'm a rookie, and I'm kind of in a situation that's big time. I don't know if I can throw this pitch. Garrett Whitlock is the only guy I 1,000% chance. Oh, by the way, uh, Rule 5, thanks a lot, New York Yankees. We appreciate that. Thanks for giving us Garrett Whitlock. He's a stud. Chris Sale can't figure it out. He's pitched like three postseason innings. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Nathan Evaldi has been a godsend. Nick Pavetta is like, hold on, guys, I got this. I'm, you know, I'm the next coming of name your best bullpen guy that can pitch in every inning. It's ridiculous. He's turned into Madison Bumgarner. He's been unhittable in the postseason. I don't even know what's going on. And Kike Hernandez is just you're welcome on the greatest tear in you're postseason welcome. history. He's literally breaking like 75 year old postseason records. It's ridiculous. You're I don't welcome. even understand. Rafi Devers has got some arm injury that he can't swing at pitches above the zone. Like, it's the weirdest thing ever. God, I hope we beat the Astros tonight at Fenway. Got to win this one. Must win game. That's all I got. I'm just, this has been a great postseason. Yeah, and like, I, this is probably, you're like, oh, everyone's shocked. Like, all oh, these guys are talking about baseball? I told y'all. Take us serious. We want to learn about baseball. We want to, we want to be able to talk about this with everybody. I mean, granted, it's, like, oh, what a better time than not postseason baseball, the conference series over the what? What is it? The AAL and the LCS? AL, ALCS and LCS. Yeah, but yeah. what is the C? It's not conference series. It's championship championship series. series. Like, what? What better time than now? We got what four more games at least for for the World Series. Well, at least five games in each series. Yeah, yeah. So, or minimum five yeah. ga- or maximum of five games. So, what, I mean. Wh- what better time? Listen, we're about to have the sports solstice. We're about to have basketball start on Tuesday. Andrew just decimated his eye. He stabbed himself right in the eye. Looks like I'm going to have to bring this out. But NBA starts tomorrow. We have ALCS, NLCS, football. we got Monday Night Football tonight. Andrew is dying. I'm going to mute his mic there so that you don't hear him absolutely die. Uh, check us out on Twitter. At Highly Undisputed, that's Highly Undisputed without the E. Send us an email at HighlyUndisputed247 at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next week after week seven.